According to recent studies, men who have had COVID can experience erectile dysfunction, and some have even reported a decrease in the size of their penis. Now, that's how you sell some masks. I mean, Fauci, you want people to get vaccinated, you need to run with this. Forget stop the spread. It should be stop the shrink. Cadillac Jack, I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act, the episode that, that I don't know was meant to be. We'll explain in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, my name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay, you know how people say you should never, like, go down rabbit holes with medical facts? Mm-hmm. Like MedMD or DoctorMD or anything. Self-diagnose. Yes. Okay, so I had this, this like, kind of raised little tiny spot on like my um shin and it kind of itched and it I, I don't know how to describe it but so I was looking at it and I'm like what is it and I think it was a spider so I thought it was a spider bite so I started googling spider bites well you know what comes up because what bites you in the middle of the night Carl uh, bugs. Carl, no, Carl knows a brown recluse. Okay. So it drops from the ceiling and it out of the blue and it bites you and your leg swells up and sometimes you have to get it amputated and it's a horrific situation. Then it said, this is my favorite part because I was Googling what, you know, like what different things like little bites or something on you could be. Is there a chance that you could have been shot by a bullet and not known? And I was like, Maybe. Like, have I been? Like, wh- yeah. Because they said that sometimes like a bullet hole and a spider bite, if it's a certain type of spider, can look very similar. So I'm like, do you think there's a chance? This that- is the problem, though, when you when you go down the rabbit hole. And self-diagnose. Yeah. So do we know what it was? Or- it went away. I, p- okay. I put some um, cortisone on it and gone. Bam. Yeah. But I was about to drive myself to Wellstar and say, okay, I either have been bitten by a brown recluse or or I have been shot, shot yeah. and I'm not aware of it. Had you been anywhere recently where there was gunfire or had you I been down know. to the uh, the trap museum? Well, I Sunday when they had the big shooting down in Buckhead again. I stopped at that sketchy shell one day and I thought maybe when I was like, you know, because oh, I know what I kind of thought is during the whole gas shortage. People were so rude and mean, and I had to get out of the shell, and they weren't taking credit cards. You could only pay cash, and it was taking me longer. And this man in a truck behind me was kind of yelling at me, and I thought, I think he shot me. And I didn't know it, you know, because of the whole gas shortage. You don't seem concerned at all. Well, I was looking at the numbers, though, because this weekend in in Chicago, I think there were 48 people shot. And in Atlanta this past weekend, um. There were like uh, 40 people shot or something. I think I was one of them. Or 28. I was one of the 28. I know know that there's a big gap in between those two numbers, but. We're getting closer to Chicago. Any any shooting is one too many, wouldn't you agree? Yes, especially if it's your wife. No kidding. No kidding. Okay, yeah. All right. So, um, no, I'm I'm glad that you're well. Thank you. (laughs) So, we were originally supposed to begin recording this episode about two hours ago. And something happened and, and, and we were delayed. And then we get a call that Charlotte, our 15-year-old freshman in high school, her final week of her freshman year has been contact traced for a fourth time 
since January. I'm about ready to call this kid out. I know who it is. we had to send our 17-year-old daughter, Olivia, who technically should probably be in school herself, uh, down to her sister's school to pick her up and bring her back home so she will finish out her freshman year virtually. No. She was taking the test Wednesday, and she is determined to go back on Friday. For the final day. Yes. It's her last day, and she wants to be there, so we're going to try to make it happen. Yeah. just But what has happened in the past two hours, I had to, you know... It's a long story. Had to get in touch with Olivia. Had to email the school. She has to bring in her driver's license. It's just, it's a lot. Being a parent's being a lot. I've picked Charlotte up the other three times since January that she's been contact traced at school. And all I've done is pull up to the front and they come running out of the office. There's there's no. Well, I think Charlotte told her her sister was picking her up. See, there's a problem when you're honest and you you share everything. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't share everything. Mm. Olivia should pull up and Charlotte run out. We're done. But it's just been a crazy morning. But we're here. And we're going to enjoy this time together, Don. But there's a lot of people who, who are probably listening and have had like the same kind of morning. It's almost like that. That saying is so true. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. So I was chastised on Friday night for not making the turn. You, you hear no, us? No, you made the turn. Okay, right. For making the turn. Right. No, yes. So you, you've heard us have conversations about Donna likes to compare, um, not compare, but like, if, if it's time to go home, if we've been out and it's time to go home. You've had a fabulous time. Donna's cue to me is it's time to make the turn. Or if occasionally once in a blue moon, things just, you know, you don't make the turn. Then, then Donna will say you didn't make the turn last night. Well, you usually know that because you wake up with one shoe on. All right. Bruised. So that, that, mm-hmm. come on. So Friday night, Tug, who is my best friend and, 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 and Tug and I did a very successful morning show. Uh, radio morning show here in Atlanta for years. He still works at 680 The Fan with Dickie Broadcasting here in Atlanta. Uh, Tug reached out and said, hey, uh, he and Laura, his wife, let's, let's meet for for a bite to eat Friday night. So we did. We met at this restaurant and um, I had a couple drinks and was enjoyed but the dinner. But y'all met before? For 15 minutes. Okay, but you said you'd been with them for three, okay, three hours. So. Right. Okay. Okay, well, seven to 10. Okay. All right, so uh, it was a great dinner. Food was fantastic, as was the, 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 the company and the conversation. And so I'm ready to go. We actually met where you work in that same area. So we had, I, I drove over, so we each had a car there. So it was not a big deal. So I get up and say, it's been fantastic. It's always great to see you. In the middle of dinner. We're done. We're done, Donna. <laughs> the dinner's been done for 30 minutes. And so I, I, I kiss Laura on the, on, the, on the forehead and I shake Tug's hand and I proceed to leave. And it's as, I, I, it was shocking. It, it was Donna to me too, because it was like I was in trouble for actually making the turn. I chose to make the turn myself Friday night Okay, well, we're without pro- having to be led or, or, uh, 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 spoken to. Okay. Well then tug Laura and myself would like to publicly apologize on your behalf. However, we were very proud that you were making the turn. It wasn't that. It was just the abruptness of it. I think we were like in the middle of conversation. Tug had ordered one more drink. We were finalizing our bills. We did pay. You did do that. And you're like, you just got up and you're like, all right, well, it's, it's time for to me to go guys. to bed. I'm going to bed. I'm going to go watch Dateline and I'm going to bed. And I did just that. I went home and I watched Dateline and I went to bed. And so you and Tug and Laura continued. You guys didn't make the turn. You continue to go to, to down the downtown area. And we had one drink and, and went home. Okay, but I, I just don't understand. Okay, well, I can't we apologize. See, it, it seems I can't win. Okay. 
All right. Seems I just can't win. Okay. Well, it led me to think about, and I think we have done this in the past. Like, do because this is what Tug said to me. He goes, maybe before we all go out, we should decide what kind of night it's going to be. Agreed. Because he said, I think Cadillac Jack was sad, and he just went home. And I said, I don't know. And so it left us all with lots of questions. Like what, though? Laura was wondering if if maybe one of the children had texted us. Um, Tug was saying, again, do you think Cadillac Jack was sad? Did we hurt his feelings? Did we say something? And I'd had some, I I had a, a... Lettuce wraps, and I'd had some bread. I told him, I said, maybe the lettuce wraps were too spicy. They were very spicy. Yeah. And then I had an entree. You know what I think it is? You're not going to like this. I think they're so used to you not making the turn that they were shocked. Could be. It was like a shocker to them. But I make that call. Well, fantastic. Keith Morrison had the episode Friday Night on Dateline. He's my favorite. And so I, I wanted to go home and watch. Well, my last drink was spoiled by all the questions. About Cadillac Jack. Is he okay? Should you check on him? Just because he wanted to call it a night. Now, I do agree with Tug that there should be some some conversation. Is it going to be a we're going to the after hours dance club type night? Well, it's not there anymore. Okay. Or wherever type night? Or is it going to be dinner and a couple drinks and in your home by 1015 like I was to watch Dateline NBC? Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe we just start like laying the table, setting the table. All right. You say, Donna, that you are aware right now of the re-entry of country artist Morgan Wallen. Yes. As we record today, Morgan Wallen has been re-added to Pandora Radio. Yep. Just this morning. Morgan Wallen Radio is back. And you say that there is a grand plan with Big Loud Records, which is Morgan Wallen's uh, record label, to begin the re-entry process. Yes. They can't pull one over on me. I'm too smart for them. You know, it was Morgan's birthday, I think, last week and his sister put something up and and she's posted a few things but his sister put something up and he's been posting he's playing a lot of golf and so he's been posting videos of himself playing golf and the head of big loud records posted something with him and i can't remember oh uh ronnie dunn and was saying you know one of them got him into country music and one of them got has kept him in country music ronnie got him into country music probably used to work for BNA or something. And then Morgan has kind of kept him in country music. And it was the first time that the label had even recognized the fact that he was still alive. That he existed. Yeah. And it was just, I think it, and they did a good job because people who were kind of not inside wouldn't think anything about it, but it's a very organic testing the waters with him. And, you know, the comments were all, oh, my gosh, we're so glad. Can't wait for you to come back. When are you going to tour? When are you going to tour? And, you know, you just sometimes it's like you have to cleanse, as they say, cleanse the palate. You know, it's like he needed they needed that time away. Um, And I think the resounding yes for the record company was the fact that the music lived on in spite of it. And it, it, very, very much so. Absolutely. Number one for the dangerous double album was number one for ten weeks since his release. And I don't, I don't think they, would, I don't think project. they would admit that to him. But I think they were all sitting back saying, "Let's pull back, let's take the temperature of the room and see what happens." And it was unavoidable that people again are not excusing him for his behavior, but they don't want to cancel him. Hear that? There's a difference. You know, you cannot approve of someone's behavior and not cancel them. 
we've talked extensively about how there's no growth in cancel culture. So I think they're just sort of slowly kind of bringing him back. I th- I've told you, I don't think he'll do his own tour. I think the first step will be going out with someone else. And just maybe doing a short set, you know, or something or that type of thing, just because it, it's not even that people aren't going to buy the tickets to see Morgan Wallen. It's the groundswell around it. Do you want to have people picketing your venue? Do you want, you know, because there are other people who very, feel very strongly and rightly so on the other side that he should be canceled. So it's almost like if they took him on tour with someone who people were ready to see. I'm not saying people wouldn't still protest, but I think it would be more welcoming, so to speak. That's my thought on all this. What about you? I think it'd be ridiculously silly for people to protest the return of Morgan Wallen. And I don't think that we would see that. We back, we back in the saddle, back on stage, making the whole place rattle, back with the A-team, train on the track, thought we were gone, but you're wrong. Now it's on, we back. Jason Aldean, two shows over the weekend at the Bonnaroo Farm in Manchester, Tennessee, Friday night and Saturday night. Both shows he opened with, we back. And he took the time over the weekend to announce that he is hitting the road. Yeah, he announced it at the second show, and the shows were streamed. You can, I think you can still see them. They were streamed on... Um, on uh, video, the sh- and and it was interesting. Even at Bonnaroo, they had them in kind of cages, pins, pins which yeah. I was surprised about. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. And the Atlanta date just happens to coincide with my birthday. It's eight twenty one. My birthday's eight nineteen. If you see me there, wish me happy birthday. But watch out for Atlanta. He's playing Lakewood, Solaris Amphitheater, at Lakewood. I think is the official name. It's uh, south of the city near the airport. Rather than a Maris Bank Amphitheater, which is an Alpharetta. But there's a certain level of artist, and Jason Aldean is one of those, that can sell 19,000 tickets, which is the full capacity for Lakewood. The full capacity for a Maris Bank Amphitheater is 12,000. So there's a difference of five, is that right? Seven. Five, seven, whatever it is. X thousand number of tickets that, you know, the, the last few thousand are the toughest to move. Yeah. And that's why most artists would choose to go to the smaller venues so they can sell it out and say, we sold out Atlanta, Georgia. Al Dean's going to have no problem at all selling 19,000 tickets for Lakewood. Well, and I think that's also an interesting thing that's coming out of COVID is that the tours are more in demand. Again, if Jason Aldean had come every year like he was on track to, that's not, I mean, he has a huge, he, he sold out the battery, but it was with a whole group of people. But I do think there's different choices being made because people are so hungry the demand to see these people. And I will say this, I think I thought it was a very interesting weekend because you had Jason at Bonnaroo and you had kind of like the stalls and stuff. And then Dirks played a show in Knoxville and um, it was a smaller, you know, he's doing that high times uh, tour and he does part of it as hot country nights and part of it with him. He had Cole Swindell out too. And this club was madness, like packed to the gills, no social distancing and Dirks like was crowd diving and surfing. And I mean, it was, it was a full on Dirks concert. Interestingly, someone of course came at him um, at the end of it and said, you know, wow, so much for social distancing. You know, Cause there are these people that are like the docents, you know, of who's social distancing and not. And I thought it was really interesting. He said, I have been vaccinated. My entire band has been vaccinated. And I, I am of the assumption, 
that most of the people who came to my show have been vaccinated. If they chose not to, I'm not in their business. But I am operating in a world that is now open. If you are not comfortable in that space, I would encourage you just to stay home. And it was done very nicely, but I thought it was very interesting. He said, there's not a person. My entire, we required everyone in my band and everyone in my crew to be vaccinated. So we are. So we know we're not putting anyone at risk. The people who come in are coming in by choice and they're either vaccinated or, or choosing not to worry about it. But if that is a concern, you need to stay home because his thought process was the only way I'm going to embark on this tour is if it is the same as the day I stepped off the stage. In 2020. Yeah. I don't want to do it with, you know, containers and pins and that kind of thing. Some um, dates for the Jason Alding tour that was just announced over the weekend. Some of our biggest listening areas. Um, Raleigh is August 19th, Charlotte, the 20th, Atlanta, the 21st. He's basically doing just weekends. Uh, Dallas, Texas on September 10th, followed up by Houston the next day, 9-11. Phoenix, a lot of listeners of the My Second Act podcast in Phoenix, 9-30. Uh, Denver, 10-10. Tampa, 10-30 for Jason Aldean. Yeah, it's great news. Vegas residencies, two have been announced uh, recently in the past couple of days, one for Kerry Underwood and one for Luke Bryan. The Vegas residency is nothing new. Um, I, I tried to do some research to figure out who some of the first artists that, that did them were. And I... I know that from the country world, Keith Urban has done it, Shania Twain, Brooks and Dunn, George Strait, Tim and Faith. Garth Brooks did a residency years ago. Florida, Georgia Line. In Vegas. So why do you think that an artist, Donna, steers towards a residency in Vegas if they are invited to 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 have one? Well, I think in Luke Bryan's case, it makes sense with his schedule. I think, you know, between Idol and everything he's doing, it's it's ambitious. And certainly, again, coming off the year we've had, it's ambitious to route a tour. I also think that there are some artists who I think Luke spent a ton of time with his kids and his family over COVID. And he's had to be away for Idol. And I think the thought of hitting the road is like eh, a little hard. So a Vegas residency allows you to live in Vegas. You can bring your kids over the summer. Most artists do. They live in like a penthouse in Vegas um, or they'll, fly, you know, they'll send a jet to fly you back and forth from Nashville to the residency um, and you don't have to work as much. You know, and it's it's a great opportunity. Every seat for the most part is filled. It's almost always a sellout. It's a high ticket. And I think you get a lot of money and you get a lot of perks. Yeah, for sure. Here's the thing about casino shows. There is rarely ever a casino show, show the, a concert that you will see in a casino anywhere that's going to be over 50 minutes. Here's why. The casinos don't want you sitting in that seat. They would much rather you be blowing your money on the casino floor. And so for that reason, if you go see an act at Harrah's in Cherokee, or Haraz as we call it in Cherokee, and I think the residencies maybe run probably a little, a little different. A, yeah. Probably a little different, but if you go to just a, uh, to Haraz in, 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 in uh, Cherokee, North Carolina, you will not see a concert that's going to run over 50 minutes because they would rather you be on the floor losing your money. So I know there are a lot of people, Donna, and we're spending a lot of time, listen, we're a music podcast, and, and, and Donna and I both worked in the music industry for our entire careers. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that were looking forward to the Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett show. And just yesterday, uh, there were a lot of people wondering if, if, if it was going to happen. Because you have those shows that are saying, we're hitting the road. We're hitting the road in 2021. And then you also have those saying, you know what? We're going to hit pause to 2022. They just announced the stadium tour crew 
uh, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett is moving to 2022. Dang. And we'll kick off the entire uh, concert at Truist Park here in Atlanta. June 16th, 2020 is the new date. 2022. 2022, rather. I'm coming. I've told you, now I've told you my Motley Crue story. You know my Motley Crue story. Oh, I can't... uh, Remind me. Well, did we ever upload the picture? I'll have to send you my picture of me and um, Brett Michaels. Remember? Yes. He has an official bowl packer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, three of us ended the up. travels on, with him. We ended up on the bus and we were there. I can't remember who it was. There was somebody from Hank Williams Jr. I hope it's not the one that passed away. Anyway, there was one of Hank Williams Jr.'s daughters who was also on the bus. And because at the time, Brett was going to do something with country. Yeah. Um, and he is tiny. I mean, like he weighs so little and he's got these little teeny tiny jeans, little rear ends. So cute. Where does he fit into this? Who? Isn't he a Molly Crew? No. Who's no. he with? Brett Michaels isn't poison, I mean. No. He's a Molly Crew, I think. Carl, would you put a Google on that for me? Yeah, that? put a Google on that. I, he's a Molly Crew. Come on. Heard from Trudy. Trudy's a huge pop peep, big listener of the podcast and we appreciate her. Trudy work, actually does work in the music business for EMI Records in Nashville. And uh, we were going back and forth about the new Alan Jackson project, which is fantastic. So good. And and you should download. Um, in a text she wrote, to, also, I know y'all talked about tours this week. I think that the reason some tours like Luke's aren't coming through Atlanta is because these were originally 2020 dates that were pushed back into 2021. Hopefully everyone can get back on cycle after this year. That makes Very sense. Point. Yeah. Absolutely. They just took the dates that were canceled and are just rescheduling them. They're not adding dates. So originally in, in 2020, Luke Bryan wasn't coming. Right. You know, so that's why he's not coming in 2021 because they're just picking up those dates and rescheduling. That dang Trudy's so I, smart. I love Trudy Daniel. Thank ah, you so she's much. She's smart. For your support of the podcast. Another pod peep that is, uh, we're, we're so grateful and thankful to have in our pocket is Keith Rockdale Bone. Keith hosts a show on Facebook called The Redneck Show. And it is just that. And there are no apologies. And there are, uh, this just a, whew, how would you describe the Redneck Show? I was a guest on it. Uh, as soon as my non-compete in Terrestrial Radio ended six months after. Uh, that was the first place you went. We split. Well, and I told Keith that, that would be my first stop. I as love As soon that. as my non-compete's up, I'm coming on the Redneck Show. So I drove to their studios in Conyers, Georgia, which is on the uh, way east side of town, out on I-20, and was a guest. But it's him and just a bunch of his friends, and they talk about everything. And, they and talk his about mama. Music, and his mom, who is just oh, lovely. The best. So Keith reached out and tagged us on a Facebook post that he ordered dinner affair. Yes. And I think that we're probably going to get a record number of Caddy 2021 discount codes being used because Keith's getting some traction with this dinner affair stuff. Like he's, he's a spokesperson now. Yes. I love that. For dinner affair. I love that. Most people go to Oprah. That's their first stop. Yours was the Redneck Show. With, with Keith Rockdale Bone? Yeah. Um, he is one of the nicest guys. Now he spends a lot of time in Facebook jail though. Let me just tell you. Like, he's constantly in Facebook jail. He's very vocal. Well, he feels the way he feels. Right. And unapolog- unapologetically. Um, okay, we are pushing into summer. We're in the last two weeks of school here. So if you are like us, we ate out a record number of times this weekend. And that happens. It just happens. Because we were going. But when I started looking back through, I'm like, my gosh. You know, just two, three dinners out. It's $70 every time you sit down. So do yourself a favor. Order dinner affair. You can choose what dinners you want. There is absolutely no contract so you're not going to be stuck in something long term that you don't want to do you can take it on month to month or you can sign up as you go you choose the number of dinners you want you choose the meal size and the best part is you pick the dinners and the may menu is awesome 15 new dinners are posted every month at dinneraffair.com you decide which uh, dinner 
package you would like, depending on the number of people in your family and, and how much they eat. From there, you pick your, your dinners, and they are delivered, contactless delivery in Atlanta to your porch, to your front door. They also ship nationwide. And whether you're in the Atlanta area or you, you order somewhere else and, and have your dinner shipped, the promo code for $30 off your first order is good for either or either. I'm a redneck. Either. Caddy2021. C-A-D-D-Y. Caddy2021 at dinneraffair.com. Tailored for all ages and tastes and every single ingredient that you need for each meal that you order comes already chopped and pre-weighed and cut and spliced and however you need it. 100% guaranteed dinneraffair.com. We're going to add two songs to the Donna and Caddy hype song playlist on Spotify. And we'll start with you, Donna. Oh, I thought we were going to start with you. Ladies first off. Oh, I love that. I am adding mm, Bop by Hanson. Do you remember that song? Of course I do. Oh my God. They were just on the Masked Singer. Yes. They got eliminated. But Well, here's the thing. I was real, I loved that song and I loved Hanson, these cute little brothers. They were kind of like the Osmond brothers when they first started. Like, okay, if you're listening and you're really young, you're like, who are the Osmonds? But just put a Google on that and you'll figure it out. But um, I started, I'm kind of like, do I want to add this song? Because I do love the song, but some of their political views are like, what on earth? So this begs the question. Are you the type of person where you find someone's political views are so different than yours? Would you like ever stop listening to their music? No. Okay. Yeah. So I love the song. And so they're three brothers and they are, I want to get you their little names. Taylor was the cute one. Um, it's uh, Isaac, Taylor, and Zach. And they actually, um, the the Mbop song, they were they earned three Grammy nominations. That was the thing about them is everybody thought they were kind of like a joke but they're incredibly talented. And like some of their later albums got a lot of critical success. So we're adding Mbop just because it's a good, fun song. How about you? 20 years ago, there was a song that we played all the time on my former Trusted Radio Station, 101.5 here in Atlanta. At the time, we had one of the most, uh, one of the smartest program directors in all of America, and his name was Dean Hallam. And you've heard me talk about Dean before on the podcast. Dean was the most influential person in my entire radio career. Dean would play hits, and Dean didn't care, Donna, if it was on a major label in Nashville or if it was an independent artist. And, and while there are independent artists that get played now all the time on radio, 20 years ago it was unheard of, and Nashville hated that Dean Hallam would play the hits, and it didn't matter where it, it was, was heard first. There was an artist named Mark McGuinn, and the name of the song was Mrs. Stephen Rudy. I remember that song. 20 years ago this week, that song debuted. And I found it on YouTube, and I went back. It was just so nostalgic for me. How did you find it? Like, what, what made you think about uh, it? Uh, Twitter, uh, oh. a great follow. And I want to give his handle out. I don't know. I, I don't know him personally, but Chris Owen works in country radio somewhere in Kentucky, and his handle is at Fiddle. How do you pronounce S A B R E? Saber. Yeah. Fiddle Saber. At Fiddle Saber. And he's just uh, a lot of history on the music chart, the country music charts and things like that. Um, and he had tweeted that that it was 20 years ago. And I don't know that much of America was exposed to this song. But if you were in Atlanta and listening to country radio back in 2001, you will recognize this song. And it's um, it was about Mrs. Stephen Rudy, whose husband treated her like shit. And there was this little kid across the street and he was infatuated with her. Now, looking back, it's kind of like... Mm. That's creepy. I mean, it kinda, I, Donna, when I watched the video yesterday and then heard the song for the first time in like 20 years, I was like, I don't know, 20 years ago, I listened to it I the didn't way that I... didn't put that together. Yeah, yeah. Did he end up with her? Um, I don't know about that. I don't... I, well, what do you mean? What do you mean, did he? 
Well, did he like save her or did they fall in love? What happened? Did he call the police? Um, I, I don't know. What I did the little boy do? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I okay, well, that's creepy. I wanted to find the lyrics. Hang did on. they kill the husband? Uh, no, Mr. Stephen Rudy is still around, I believe. Hmm. So I'm not going to bother with it on YouTube, but listen to it and I'll put a link for the video. Why, 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 why are you looking at it like that? That's just creepy. All right, so we'll add both of those. Mark McGuinn, Mrs. Steve Meridian, Mbop. Boy, there's uh, two different ends of the musical Seriously? spectrum. And that's what this podcast is all about. And it's a simple search on Spotify. Also wanted to mention that Kenny Chesney's Knowing You, which is already on the Spotify Hypes on Playlist, uh, reached the top 30 on the country chart this week. And Kenny hasn't missed the top 30 at radio since 1996. 63 straight singles. That have made the top 30. I mean, that's a career. It truly is. And, and it's like you think he's still so young. I mean, he is young, but it sounds like somebody who'd be like 90 years old. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. All right. What, what are we doing here? What is this? Well, we're going to play a little game, Would You Rather. I've been thinking about how you, and I think people people always mention this to me. Like, is he, like, whenever they whenever I come upon people or they reach out to me, they're like, is he really that way? I'm not making the turn right now. And they're like, you, yeah, you really should deserve, you deserve an award. Like for, for what now? Well, just like for dealing with some of, you know, wow. stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. this is going to be fun. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, how, but someone asked me, they're like, one time you said something about, I don't, I haven't run since third grade. True. We're not cobbler people. So I thought we kind of play a round of would you rather. And I came up with three so that people can get a peek into your persona. Okay. All right. And we, if, if this goes well, we might play this often. Okay. okay? There's, there's no right or wrong answer. Of course there's not. All right. Ready. Would you rather... And I have no idea what's coming. Yeah. Here. Would you rather, Cat Light Jack, mm-hmm. bathe, fudge the cat, or do 10 errands with me? Now, think about it. Don't just, you know. Well, I know. Oh. Bathe, fudge the cat. You're going to bathe the cat. Absolutely. With claws. Absolutely. Bite me, scratch me, tear me up. Why? 10 errands? Well, that's just a lot of time to be running errands with you. And 10 will become 20 very fast. And you don't see it coming. It's like you, 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 you get in the car and you're trapped. And then what happens? You think you're going to Publix. And it's like, listen, while we're out, I'm going to go get my nails done. Hmm. And uh, we're going to go to PetSmart. And then we're going to go to here and Boca Bargains and Tuesday okay. morning. And it's just like, oh, yes. right. I'd, I'd rather bathe the cat. All right. Well, good luck with that. Okay. Would you rather, kind of like Drake, only drink water for the rest of your life hmm. or attend an all-day recorder concert? Um, you know what the recorder is, right? Of course I do. I would rather attend an all-day recorder contract. Concert, concert, you would? Yeah. With your misophonia? Absolutely. Didn't have to drink water for the rest of my life? Wow. Okay. Last question. Would you rather, kind of like Jack, have to walk five miles or let someone put a snake on you for 10 minutes? Give me that one again. Okay. You either have to walk five miles or let someone place a snake on you for 10 minutes, like a la Britney Spears. Yeah. I'm my, not, it may not be like, it, it might not be um, like a rattler or something. Yeah. Snakes are my biggest fear. Walking is my second largest fear. But I think in this case, I would attempt. I don't know that I would succeed. You have would, to succeed or you okay, have to wear well, the snake. Well, well, okay, but what if I get, get calluses or something? Then you sit down and we bring the snake over. I pass out from heat exhaustion. Okay. Th- th- you said then you bring the snake over and put it on me where I pass out. Yep. Well, this is a no-win thing. But I would, rather prob- I-, I would rather walk five miles, attempt to walk five miles than have a snake put on me. Even like a nice snake? Yeah. Snake, there is no such thing as a nice snake. You want to tell your snake story? Which one? Well, yeah. When I was a kid? No, about you and Will. Oh, uh, yeah. I I waterboarded a snake, a black snake one time because I didn't have a a shovel or a hoe or a a rake or 
anything with a stick. I came out the driveway and I just see you and Will out there and you just screaming like a girl, okay, squirting this snake. And I'm like, with a hose, I was what is he doing? Yeah, I had um, I was going to grill on the back deck and I noticed there was this black snake that was probably what three feet long and it was just lying uh, on the brick. But they're harmless. Doesn't matter, it's a snake. And so I didn't have anything to do anything with. Why wouldn't you just rehome it into the woods? How, how would I rehome it? Pick it up with some tongs and take it out into the woods. No. So I just turned on the hose and and just waterboarded him until he decided to leave. Now, for one, one birthday party that Charlotte had, we had the reptile guy come and he brought over, I'd say 10 or 11, wouldn't you? He had a huge box turtle. Mm. He had a big like Gila monster lizard thing. And he had this huge yellow snake. We'll have to put the picture up because Nana and Al are holding it and it's hilarious. And the big question, because her birthday is in March, is if the temperature wasn't high enough, it had to be a certain number of degrees, then he had to do it inside. And you were apoplectic. You're like, what I don't if, know what that means. Just out of sorts. Like, this can't happen. We Number one, we yeah. can't have all these animals in our house. And kids. And kids. So we made a deal with the guy. So we ended up doing the party outside. But we said to him, because he it was funny, he brought them, if you remember, he brought all these animals in like Tupperware containers and stuff. And he'd open them up. And I mean, these kids would go crazy. It was one of the best birthday parties ever. If you ever need like something, that, he pulls up in like this van, like the reptile guy. But we told him to pull a prank on you to say, I can't, because he had a couple of different snakes. I can't find my little snake. And so, <laughs> yeah, because he had, he loaded them and he put them like in the garage to keep them cool until it was time to load them back on the van. And so he said, I'm having a hard time finding my little snake. And you were like, he better find that snake. He better find that snake. If he wants to get a tip, he better find that snake. He found it. What else you got? That's so funny. That is something. That's it. Did you like that little game? Yes. We'll bring that back. All right. When you hear that game, just like when you hear uh, Donna's appy or riffraff that she buys on Instagram, you know that we're short on content. That, that's how you'll know. That's not true. That game next time. Thought it was great. I teared up a little bit over the weekend. Uh, our 17 year old daughter Olivia went to the prom. Yeah, she and her boyfriend Jack have been dating for nearly three years. Yeah, Jack's a good kid. Talk at 6'3. Um, they go to different high schools, they, they live probably 30 minutes apart, so they don't see each other, but maybe once a week. Jack goes to Norcross High School, which is Gwinnett County, and Olivia goes to Cambridge, which is Fulton County Schools. And um, they missed prom last year. Jack's also a senior, Olivia's a junior, or Jack's getting ready to graduate, and Olivia's yes. a rising senior. Uh, so they missed prom last year because of the pandemic and they went Saturday night and Olivia looked absolutely just stunning. Um, she did. And she's not a fancy dresser, like in her normal everyday life. She is, I mean, she's, she's beautiful and she's wonderful and, but she just is not, she does not dress up normally. And in the past, I was telling you, like for other dances we've done, I've said, let's go get your nails done. She's like, I don't need that done. Let's go get your hair done. I don't need that done. She was all in this year and it was so much fun because each step, you know, she was just getting more and more excited. And honestly, we'd had the dress for a year, so I, w- I didn't know what was going to happen, you know, and she looked beautiful and, and they were just so proud of themselves because they, but it was so cute. I said to Jack, I said, you look so handsome. He's like, I think I do. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And she said they danced and they had fun. And I think if you have a kid going to the prom, that's the thing you always want to tell them is just go out, get out on the dance floor and have fun, you know? It's one shot. You don't want to look back on any of your time and say, I wish I'd danced. I wish I'd had more fun. I wish I hadn't worried about what people thought, you know. 
but they had a great time and you did and we have the best we're going to put it in the letter we have the best picture of you and her and it's just so sweet you almost look like you're just sad but you're happy sad of course i was yeah very proud so yeah uh, if you don't mind doting dad's gonna throw a couple pictures of olivia and jack in the uh the letter this saturday text left on red no spaces red is the color Left on red, R-E-D, to the number 22828. Absolutely free. Alt uh, episode titles and um, Donna's riffraff and uh, pictures to complement the stories that you heard us talking about during the two episodes that week. Yeah, and I know all parents say this, but it was almost like, it's like, where did the time go? Like, you know, you just, one minute you're having a baby, and the next minute they're going to a prom and about to graduate, and they're just so grown up. And so smart and so nice and helpful. Olivia's such a helpful person, you know, and it's just like, maybe we did something right. That's a good thing, right? I think we did. Yeah, I think so. I love to spend time with Donna and sit in recliners and just kick back and, and solve all the world's problems. Uh, I do that with my Donna that sits in front of me here in the App and Podcast Network studio right now. But I'm talking about Donna from Gallery Furniture. I was up in Gainesville last week. And with Donna... But Donna just didn't hold back. Donna's going to talk to you about anything and everything, but she's going to tell you exactly how she feels about everything in, that you talk about, which I'm, I'm, I'm fine with. And they, we were sitting there looking out the uh, the windows, sitting in recliners talking. Maybe in a 30-minute period, there were two vehicles that pulled into the parking lot, rolled down their windows, took pictures of the gallery furniture Wolfman sign, and went on their way. And I said to Donna, I said, does this happen a lot? And she said, every day. Every day. You, if you're not from the Atlanta area or you weren't here back, uh, you know, when the Braves were on TBS, I think that was it, when when Gallery Furniture did all the commercials on television, basic cable commercials, and it was the Wolfman, Donna's dad, and, and Donna was asked for the Wolfman and asked for Donna. Uh, there was a third vehicle that actually came through while we were there, and it was this gentleman and his son, and he walks in, he took a picture, and then he parks, and he walks in, and he, he walks in, and he says, you're Donna. Hmm. you're here. And she said, of course I am. This is my business. And he goes, oh my gosh, I grew up in Atlanta watching you and your dad. And you just see the pride in Donna's face, but it's also very rewarding knowing all about Donna and the family. And, and you and Donna went to high school together and you grew up with, with, with her family in, in Smyrna. Um, what a, a significant part of people's lives in Atlanta have been uh, about memories of the Wolfman and Donna. Yeah. And I mean, they're a legacy. They're a legacy in Atlanta. And, you know, we are, we love partnering with local businesses. And I think um, if you want to be a great partner in the community, you spend your money with local businesses. And Donna is there. She's there every day. You don't have to make an appointment. You don't have to wonder if she's going to be and there. Everybody that came in, Donna, while she was there, she, she knew their name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She knew their name. Yeah. Not everybody, but, but 90% of the people that came in, she's like, oh, she turned to her daughter, Marilyn, who also works there. Oh, Marilyn, you know, that was Bubba. Bubba's a sales manager, Hardy Chevrolet down the road. He's he's been there for like twenty years. Yeah, she knows everybody. Marilyn will be like, oh, I know Bubba. You know, it's just it, it's 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 all about the community up there. Yeah, and customer service. So, do yourself a favor. Do not shop from a big box retailer. Do not shop online from somewhere that you're gonna have to wait and wait and wait to get your furniture. Go up there and deal with a real human being and someone who cares um, and is going to help you find the right um, furniture and anything you need: mattresses, rugs, console tables lamps now's the time to get it done and um tell donna that we told you to come up there please i would love to communicate with you between episodes 
several different ways to do that. The podcast text and voicemail line comes straight to my phone, 770-464-6024. Is that right, Carl? 770-464-6024. Comes straight to my iPhone. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at ATL Cadillac and also the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. And some pod peeps for this episode. A lot of feedback, Don. A lot of direction given to you following yes. your inquiry during a recent podcast about how you change your settings on Instagram so that people don't know that you're on Instagram at the time. Yes. I got a ton of them. I had, I had one person who say, I always... um. <laughs> I always text you when I see that you're on Instagram, so maybe you don't want me to. I said, no, 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 no. That has nothing to do with it. It's just, yeah, sometimes you want to be a little private. So um, here's what you do. If you are, have you been wondering this too? You go to settings on Instagram, go to privacy and your activity status and, and turn, turn it off. off. That's it. And so you can toggle on and off, you know, so if you, if you want people to know that, so if they want to reach out to you, um, you can do it, you know, turn it on and off. So um, thank you so much. We had so many people who reached out who are so much smarter than us when it comes to uh, technology. Melanie reached out. Just a really kind message to get on the podcast, voicemail text line. Uh, I just wanted to reach out and let you know if you need any help with the Uncourt Concert Series, please keep me in mind. I would love to volunteer my time to help you and Donna out. I'm always looking for ways to get back to the community and help out. Hope you both have a great day. That would be so nice. Melanie, it would be you. like she would be helping elderly too because she would help you. With your back issues. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a double. She wants to do something community service related. You need help with your back and all that stuff. On, on court concert series days? Correct. Yeah. And uh, so I reached back out to her and I said, here's the deal. We're kind of hitting pause. We're in a pause mode right now until the Milton City Council votes on whether or not they want us back. And we'll know June 7th. So if you're in the Milton area and you love live music, come and join us for the City Council meeting. Mm. It's Monday, June 7th at City Hall. And that's one day before your birthday. I think we should appeal to them that that would really ruin your birthday. If, if we got a no vote yes and had to pick up move yes but we're going to get it all figured out but Melanie very very kind very to, sweet to, uh, to reach out audio for this episode of my second act from NBC and Saturday Night Live uh, do we do we know anything about Brett Michaels poison poison, poison. Okay. well they're coming though well yeah but they're putting it off until 2020 yeah alright our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack my second act part of the Appen podcast network mm-hmm.